Hello and welcome back to Project 99. It is June 20th, 2020. Hopefully it'll mean something. I mean, it's not going to mean a lot because we get choice of shit and sh shittier, but... Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. By the way, you're just gonna have to, uh, to all of our viewers, I apologize, but also go fuck yourself because I'm, like, <laughs> suffering right now. It's so hot up here. It's so hot in our studio because our central air is broken and it's not gonna be fixed for another two days. Um, so we have all the windows open and you can probably hear the air blowing and the birds chirping <laughs> and the fucking white trash falling apart transams driving by. But you know what, uh... That's the island, so That's, welcome to uh, our world. Yeah, welcome to the fucking island. You're gonna hear all this ghetto shit in the background, and sorry for being blunt, but no, I'm not fucking sorry. I'm mad. It's hot. I'm not happy. I'm dying. I'm so suffering for my craft. <laughs> it gives it flavor. I'm suffering for my art, my craft. Oh, Lord, um, Lord. So last week we had um, Jermaine and Ron on talking about uh, different issues in the black community and I actually I haven't put it on our Twitter yet but I have been sharing it all over my Facebook uh, Ron was talking about the YWCA doing the um, change for 20 thing where you could donate to and I did make a donation this week so um, I will have to make sure to share that on my Twitter although it is on my Facebook so um, I did want to touch on that kind of bring that up again make people uh Aware. Give some fucking money. Don't yeah. be such a cheap Give ass. Some money to the we wife. know y'all. We know y'all got stimulus checks. <laughs> you can spare a couple dollars. Hey, listen. Poor people got to help poor people because you know why? Because rich people fucking ain't. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. ain't, man. They ain't trying to help us. All right. So what do we got on the what do we got on the oh agenda? Oh my god, I have so much information. The agenda. The uh, it was so funny last night. At last last time we recorded because Ron was like, "You guys have notes? Like notes? You got notes? Like I feel like I should have notes." And it's like, dude. Like, when we get on a topic, it's, like, not just a rabbit hole. It's, like, a rabbit tunnel with caverns and, like, all kind of... We just find so much stuff when we start looking into a topic. Everything is related to the past, and it just spreads out. It's, like, all these tangents. So we try to keep it... I'll try to keep it in line, but um, first, uh, let's just go over real quick some news of the week, because Trump is losing 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 and it's awesome to see him losing so I just want to share this with all of you uh, most recently the courts ruled against him in the Bolton bookcase which Bolton is a fucking asshole and I don't like Bolton but um, he wrote this book where he talked about the Trump administration and Trump specifically about how stupid he is how he doesn't even know about geopolitical issues he's uneducated he doesn't I mean Bolton's a liar too but like it's if you look at Trump what we see of him it's like the tip of the stupid iceberg so you pretty much know that all this fucking shit is true because like the the, it, the stupidity is just I love so it. big the tip of the stupid it's like, iceberg and, the, and it's like the country is on the fucking titanic and we're going towards the trump we're like midway through the gut ripping out of the bottom of the ship on the fucking trump iceberg of stupidity so hopefully you know we can survive it and patch it up but, um, anyway, yeah, but so the way it's looking is that the elite are like the rose on the door. And even though there is definitely space for the rest of us, they're not going to let us on it. So, right. Yeah, That's another that. good analogy. Titanic analogy. I mean, there's <laughs> no, so fuck, many. Fuck Titanic. There's so many Titanic analogies that will be applicable because our fucking country is sinking right now. But um, into despotism. But okay. So, uh, yeah. 
And then the courts also ruled against him on transgender issues because Trump was trying to ramp up his, um, you know, discrimination against transgender people. And the court was like, see, now I am misunderstanding that because from what I read, I thought uh, two things happened, which was the Supreme Court, you know, made a law saying that, um, you know, they upheld that you can't fire someone for being lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, whatever. But then I also heard that Trump did uh, roll back some ACA rules that negatively affects transgender people and did get that through. So what's, I mean, which? Um, Okay, I looked up an article by Politico, and let me go ahead and back up because, or The Economist, I'm sorry. And it doesn't, it wants me to pay, so I'm not going to pay for their article. Fucking paywalls, dude. I know. Washington Post is doing that shit too, and I'm like, go fuck yourself, yeah, Washington Post. You're bar- you're barely readable as is. Don't give me this shit. Okay, so the past three years, um, been difficult for workers and other transgender people who want to join the military. Legal experts and activists believe a ruling on Monday by the U.S. Supreme Court barring discrimination against LGBT workers could help those looking to the courts around the country to overturn the military's limitations right so that's one thing yeah i did hear about that which is good that was a win okay so let's see here um the top court's ruling will not directly impact the ban four federal lawsuits challenging it are based on the constitutional constitution's equal protection clause and not the 1964 civil rights act but three legal experts said the supreme court's decision could help those arguing against the Pentagon's ban on transgender troops. It doesn't mean a slam dunk for those challenging the government's transgender ban, but it makes it much more difficult for the government. Um, so this is all that. that. So this is the thing I was talking about where uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. It says Trump administration issues rule to roll back transgender protections in the Affordable Care Act. Um, it was an Obama era uh healthcare it was like healthcare protections for transgender people and he was like yeah we're gonna take that shit away okay um that's what i thought you were talking about at first so let's see employment workers so he did do that so that was like his one fucking shit thing but we 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 still got three we still got three good things so I mean, and he's, like, so irate because... So, wait, there was the Bolton bookcase. That was a win right. uh, that kind of fucking stung Trump. And then uh, the Supreme Court ruling that people can't be discriminated against at their job. Mm-hmm. And now what's the third thing? Hadaka. Oh, yeah. The Dreamers. The Dreamers, yeah. yes. Yes, excellent. Yep, so they ruled against him on that. Yes, they did. They did rule against him on and that. And he's so mad because he just appointed two supposedly kind of right-wing justices and he's not getting his way so apparently someone should have told him when he became president this is not an episode of the apprentice and you don't just get to fire anybody who you don't like like this doesn't work that way but um yeah so he's irate about that so being a bad week for him he went on to threaten twitter with and other social media against uh, their um what he calls censorship of conservatives which is total bullshit Personally, I don't believe in censorship, but I but I also believe that um, so much fraudulent information is being shared and reshared and reshared. And being a student of history and like propaganda is extremely powerful. And so much of our country gets swept up 
and false information. And it's like if you create a completely false narrative and a false, I mean, a lot of Trump's people live honestly in a complete vacuum of reality. They don't, they're not even in the same pl- on the same planet as the rest of us. And dude, I, people who are willing to believe like absolute fraudulent fake news too, I'm just like, wow. I mean, check. Your, there's no such thing as check your sources because they consider Facebook a source. Like a lot. Well, somebody, somebody like, even like memes, forwarded it to me. Even like, like fucking pictures that are just it's just a picture with text on it and a random photo. They just believe it because they saw it on Facebook, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like no one's that dumb. And I mean, not only is Facebook, like, and probably Twitter, too. I mean, I don't have Facebook, so, um, and, and the people that I follow on Twitter are basically, like, workers' rights organizations and things like that. So I don't get a lot of, I'm not exposed to, like, a broad array of what's on Twitter. Um, but I'm sure there's some fake stuff that gets shared out there, too. Twitter's really bad for just, like, trolls. Like, I mean, people just search hashtags and they just shit on no matter what mm. it is. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous. Did they? Did someone tell them Mike Bloomberg's not sending the checks out anymore? Right, yeah. Like, there's probably a lot of them are just paid trolls. But so, yeah, those three things made me happy. But then, like, he th- like I said, he threatened, uh, you know, social media with regulation, which, you know, it's free speech. So how can you threaten to regulate social media and yet also say that you're against censorship like you're literally saying that you're going to censor their right to censor (laughs) i mean that's how circular his stupidity is so then um so we got that and then uh oh the supreme court he was railing against um he's going to appoint another supreme court justice he thinks because you know if ruth bader ginsburg passes away and he gets another if he gets another four years it chances are she's gonna retire or pass away and so he's like gonna name somebody else that's even more right wing like he's just he's just a tantruming child this week because everything's going against him and then he also threatened the protesters ahead of his rally today i did see that that they're a bunch of low lifes so this is what your president thinks of people's right to freedom of speech and right to assemble which is enshrined in the constitution is yeah fuck that so the thing that really just turns everything upside down on its head with Trump is that Republicans have always claimed that liberals and progressives being more forward-looking want to basically take the Constitution and bring it into the current century. So it was written, you know, when the founding fathers, you know, started the country, and it's like, well, a lot of things, like, exist now that didn't exist then, like social media. So we have to kind of adapt the Constitution and what and apply its original meaning to scenarios today that's the job of the court so but conservatives always complain like that you that liberals are deviating too much from the constitution and here you have a president that is elected under the republican banner of supposed conservatism who literally shits on the constitution every fucking day he's in office like he gets up in the morning and goes um what was that stuff in the constitution how can i fuck with that today? yeah you know how uh, they have this funny toilet papers or whatever that you can get with like trump's face on them or hillary, Clinton, hillary clinton's face on trump's toilet papers probably all just like looks like like little constitutions like yeah it's just on a roll just i mean wipes it's his unbelievable ass it. and it's in the topic we're going to talk about today is we're going to kind of continue on our policing of america and um you know both sides are guilty of where we are at today but the republicans honest to god like from nixon and reagan just unreal how they've destroyed the Constitution. And I feel like we should have, 
like you know when you go on uh, TripAdvisor or like these places where you book you rate right everything gets rated now you get five stars so we need politicians to have a star rating system where we can rate them on whether they believe in fucking democracy or not like zero is pretty much your Kim Jong-un and five is I don't know because we've never seen it <laughs> because the people would have fucking power over their own lives so I, I can't even you know it's utopia I guess but um, yeah, Republicans by far are way more like into demagoguery and being tyrants than Democrats are. Well, and those types of people always have the like you said before on the show that they have like this hierarchy mentality. Yes. And in a free country where everyone has equal opportunity, that doesn't exist. Right. So I don't think they know how to grapple with those ideas. Right. And I touched on that kind of a little bit in this, um, you know, kind of going back to history of policing is that you do have from the very beginning of the country which and it didn't even start with our country it's in any form of government from the roman empire you know every, any any system of of government that has existed among human humankind there have been the bottom-up people that want the people to control their own way of life and they they put these people in charge and they they make laws for the community and they community police and they community decide everything but that doesn't work for elites because they can't ba- basically make all of us do what they want us to do. So they create they the people that are for top down hierarchy are elites. They want everything to be controlled from the top, and policing is no different. So we'll see a little bit of that as we go through this today. Um, and actually, that was the first thing that I started with in my little. Uh, what I wrote up here was uh, in society's ruling power whoever that turns out to be defines the structure the norms and the dominant culture and who the other is society becomes stratified into the ruling elite the workers and the undesirables the elite desire to top-down control because this allows them to structure the resources and all of the resources will be held and controlled by the by the elites the working class will be given enough to keep them content and the undesirables will be excluded from society's wealth the military is the way elites advance their accumulation of wealth for the nation. The police are the way the elites protect the structure that allows control and wealth to be held at the top. So this is consistently all through the racism that's existed in our country. The police as it evolved in the United States um, from the slave patrols in the South to the politicization of the, the northern police were more uh, politically oriented. So. They were appointed by local, uh, you know, politicians, but basically the police served those politicians. So if you didn't comply with what they wanted, they busted your head. So the police really haven't worked for the common person, you know, ever. Um, In English common law, they struggled with that because the people, you know, like say, I'm talking about back in like the 13th, 14th century, um, when when they have these like little kingdoms they appointed people in these neighborhoods basically to say like okay you're in charge you guys keep your people happy and so the people would basically decide how they wanted to live and they would kind of basically take care of their own justice uh you know system and then but then when the monarchy gets powerful it wants to start like more control from the top so there's always been the struggle well and this is a problem too where i get um you know talking to one of my friends, well, I would say acquaintances, um, I, I know this person, and they are a police officer, so I've been having a lot of discussions with them 
Um, which I think is good because I think a lot of time people get into their uh, echo chambers and, you know, I feel like I see a lot of the people that he interacts with are just, like, repeating what he says. <laughs> and I kind of challenge that, but, like, he listens. So I'm like, all right, I feel like this is a good conversation to have. Um, but I get the frustration that they get um, because it's not just the police that are broken. It's it's the entire justice system. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we all know if you have money, mm-hmm. you're going to have better representation, which sure. gives you an advantage. Mm-hmm. And you're basically, if you're the person being accused of the crime at the discretion of the prosecutor, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many levels. Right. Where it could be like a gate that opens or one that shuts. Right, exactly. Right. And police culture, I mean, when people, you know, get down on the police, like I worked in security for 13 years and I was, my intent was to become a law enforcement officer when, before I got hired in private security. And so I did, you know, I don't know how many hours for my degree of riding with police officers. And, you know, when you're in the police car and you're pulling over someone on the dark highway and you can't see what they're doing, you know, it is a little bit intimidating because you don't know if you're being perceived as the enemy or if this person has a warrant out for the arrest or what the deal is and how they're going to react to you. So I feel like, you know, and I watched a lot of those training videos where they show you what happens to some officers who didn't react with force and they got killed. So it, they do instill some fear in you that your life is on the line. And yeah, that one criminal that you're dealing with, that might be his only encounter that year with you, but you're a police officer every single day out there dealing with basically people who are breaking some level of the law. Well, it's like an endless cycle that I don't know how to fix because at the same time, it's like cops need to learn how to fucking act, but so do citizens. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, don't fucking, you know what I mean? Don't be putting your hands in your fucking pockets and shit when you're dealing with a cop because they don't know if you have a weapon or right, not. Right, so like, I think it would be good for people. But you can't ask people, like, well, you need to start treating the police like this way, this way, and this way to be better when they're like, nah, fuck you. Like, we can't trust the cops. Yeah, they might shoot right. us for no reason. Right. So it's like, right. I don't blame people for right. not doing it. So there's a rotten police culture, which, you know, we'll get into how that <clears throat> how that evolved. Because it's way, way, way more than just, unfortunately, what we've seen in the George, George Floyd case and some of these other high-profile cases. There's so much more that goes beyond that that even I didn't realize the depth of the corruption of what's happened with our policing system. Um and how the culture has changed. And basically, there's good news and bad news. The bad news is it is systemic, and it's very deep, and it's very pervasive. The good news is that it got that way because of us, because politicians cater in election time to what they hear the voters saying they want. And as we go through this, you'll see how politically, it was a lot of this was to score points and to make the public happy, or so they thought, but then it got out of control. And now what you have is a flip-flop where people were afraid of crime, now they're afraid of law enforcement because the pendulum went too far the other way. So now we have to correct it. So how do we correct it? Um, The first thing we have to do is start with us because that's how it got this way. It's easy to say, well, there's this evil police officer or complain about a specific you know, department or the police unions, it's really easy to pick out one thing and say, this is the bad guy. 
But when I went back and I looked at how we got to this place, like it all started with the public. Um, so let's go down through here. So obviously, you know, everybody knows that our country was founded on the Constitution and the principles contained therein were basically the Bill of Rights is to protect us as citizens from what? The government. So when we declared independence from England, we had grievances with the Crown, which is basically that they were abusive in their power to the colonies. I love when people all the time say that if you don't like it, just leave. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like well, we did once. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, we did that once. Like, you're telling me that you think it's the American thing to do to just be compliant? No, right. that's like the opposite. Like, America was founded on being like, no, this shit's fucked. And we're not living under that system. Like, yeah. Rebellion. Right, so what the fuck? You just tell me, like, oh, just you just, just accept it. Like, no, that's like the least American thing yeah. you could fucking do. Yeah, that's so weird. That It's like from a conservative to pr- preach, like, obedience to the state. Like, right, it's so what wild. is that? That's so strange, It is dude. very strange. So, and most people know, um, even though it's probably not something you get a lot of in school, because we found out that our history and civics is shitty in school. Um, But the Fourth Amendment is the part of the Bill of Rights that protects us from the government searching and seizing our persons and effects and papers. So, what it literally says is, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by an oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Now, the reason for that specific language saying that if the police want to search an area, and uh, you know, for drugs or whatever. The reason they have to, to specifically say where they're gonna search and what they're looking for is because under British law, um, they were issuing, the Crown was issuing these general warrants where they could come in and basically search a whole town for a generic reason. And you know, the colonists were like, that's total bullshit. Like, you, it's basically like you don't even have to have a reason. So the reason the Fourth Amendment was written that way was to try to keep, to restrain the government from just basically treating people like they're an occupying force. The Founding Fathers did not want that. And that's pretty much what we have right now. Uh, because, you know, when, we, like I said, we're talking about these, these uh, police abuse cases. Okay, that's at the street level. But... There's also the issue of the no-knock warrants, what uh, Breonna Taylor, how she was killed. And it is absolutely shocking if you go and look at the number of no-knock warrants that are carried out by these commando-style SWAT raids. It is actually horrifying. Like, Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what shocks me about conservatives, which is what brings me back to a race thing, because I'm just like, the only reason you're okay with this is because it's, it was a black lady that it happened to. Like, that's got to be it. Because otherwise, if I told you a story of a perfectly law-abiding white guy or white woman and her law-abiding white husband who owns a weapon... Mm-hmm. And the cops come kick your door with no with no fucking warrant or whatever and start shooting. If that I just they would have a fucking nightmare. 
Well, actually, they, they would have they would have a fit. They'd be like, "That's a nightmare." Blah, 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 blah. They would be freaking the fuck out. But I feel like, why, why aren't they? They're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, they justify it." I'm just like, "Okay, that it, this has to be racism." Well, what other fucking explanation is there? It's it's political too because it's interesting that you know when the when when Clinton was in office and they raided Waco and um, the ATF went down there and had had these this commune religious commune in waco texas um it was a cult david crush was their leader and they surrounded the place and this standoff went on for i think it was, can you look it up it was i think it was like 50 days the waco standoff i don't think it was that long but it was like a long it was a long time and they had they were preppers so they had a lot of supplies inside and you know, because originally I was like, why don't they just wait them out? You know, I mean, there had to be some way that they could shut the water off, like shut the power off, like do these things. But so they were kind of a cult that was preparing for like the apocalypse anyway. So they had a lot of supplies in there and there were children in, in the compound. And of course, like I said, this was under Bill Clinton. And um, basically at some point they made a decision that they were just going to go ahead and storm this compound. Now a fire got started and it's still debated among people. This says between February 28th and April 19th, 1993. Yeah, like two months. Almost two months. Yeah, yeah it was whack. like a long time. Holy shit. And it was on the news. It was like an ongoing thing on the news. And you're just like, my God, like these people like. And, you know, there was reports that some of the children, some of the people who had left the cult said the children were being the fire abused. resulted in deaths of 76 Branch Davidians, including 25 20, children, mm-hmm. two pregnant women and David Koresh. Yeah. They Which again, like, is even if those people were fucking all of the things that people claim, you still can't just fucking murder people. Like, yeah. what all those kids? You just yeah. killed all those American That's Sandy Hook children. Right like, holy That's fuck. That's Sandy Hook. Committed by. Committed by the Clinton administration. Right. You know? What the fuck? I know. And, and they like, make all these shows about it. It's not like people don't know about Waco and, like, no one, no one brings that up. That it was Clinton? That, no, that it was fucking wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, well, yeah, but David Koresh and this. And I'm like, I'm not defending what he was fucking doing, but we as the fucking American government can't right. just justify killing 25 kids. Right. Like, so right-wingers went crazy over that because they said, oh, Clinton was heavy-handed. Clinton caused the death of these children. Like, this is a liberal, supposedly liberal, and look what he did to these people. They had religious freedom, and you went in there, and this is the government against religion and all this, you know, anti-Democrat uh, you know, ranting okay but then there was a case um now this was ruby ridge i don't know if you ever heard of this but Mm -mm, no it was an 11 day siege in 1992 um it happened in idaho and um it was in august deputies united states marshal service initiated an action to apprehend and arrest randy weaver under a bench warrant after his failure to appear on a firearms charge randy weaver said that he would not surrender and there was resistance by members of his immediate family and a family friend kevin harris um, the hostage rescue team of the federal bureau of investigation also became involved in the siege as it developed during the marshal service uh, reconnoiter of the weaver property six u.s marshals encountered harris and sammy weaver randy's 14 year old son in the woods near the family cabin a shootout took place Deputy Marshal William Francis Deegan, age 42, and the Weaver's son Samuel, age 14, the Weaver's family dog, Stryker, all died as a result of the shootout. The subsequent siege of the Weaver's residence led FBI uh, Weaver's 43-year-old wife Vicky was killed by FBI sniper fire. 
All casualties occurred in the first two days of the operation. Um, she was pregnant, by the way, I think. And um, so, yeah, like right-wingers were, uh, you know, upset about that too because they're like, well, this is, you know, this guy was uh, basically the castle doctrine. You know, he's in his home and, you know, you go there with a search warrant, but like you murdered people, like you snipered people, like <laughs> it was like out of control. Um, and see, this happens, and this happened under Clinton also in 1992, right? Yeah, 92. Sorry, I had to pause it for a minute because I almost got murdered by a wasp. It got in somehow. I was teasing it earlier because I was like, hey, hey, you were on the outside of the screen. Yeah, that motherfucker found a way Oh, in, he huh? did. He did. And then he buzzed right by my ear. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> About ripped all of these wires, this headphones, the, the microphone, everything almost went on the floor because I ran. Um, but anyway, back to whatever that you were saying before I got, I, I had an attempted homicide against me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking wasps, man. Those motherfuckers don't serve any purpose in nature, all right? Their sole mission is to be a terrorist. <laughs> That's all they are. <laughs> yes. So. Um, okay, so anyways, we had the Weaver incident, and there's it's like books and books have been written about this and whatever, and I, I read about it years ago, but I'm like not acutely familiar, so I'm not going to sit here and like, go on and on about it um but you can look that up so that was another case where they went to serve a warrant it was a firearms violation and it turned out to a bloody shootout and people were like just kind of appalled that this family was living out in this cabin by themselves and the government surrounded them and basically just you know ended up killing people um so i mean what a fucking flex too i feel like that's just exactly what happens is that the second that someone doesn't play along exactly how the system wants them to, no matter how petty the crime is. Well, I mean, right. a fucking a bench warrant? Right. So, and they fucking kill all those people? What the fuck, dude? I mean, I think this guy was like an ex-Green Beret and had military training. And, like, I, I think that they were they went in probably knowing that his background was like that. So maybe they thought, we have to go in this way. But the point is, the guy's in his fucking house, like... Wait till he goes to the fucking grocery store. And then, yeah, and like, then fucking grab him, yeah. And, the, and there was a point in this book, um, which are, a lot of this information I got from um, the, uh, it's called The Warrior Cop. And it's a really good book, and it talked, The Rise of the Warrior Cop by, uh, his last name's Balco, Randy, Randy, Randy Balco. But anyways, um, he, he talks about all these things and how over the course of, from basically starting, he starts kind of with Nixon going up through present day, how we have increasingly become more militarized. And he covers everything from the court cases that allowed it to happen to the way that the equipment was acquired, how public sentiment played into the political aspects of it. So it's a really, really good book, um, Rise of the Warrior Cop. I recommend it if anybody wants to get a really in-depth history. Um, so, so back to the Constitution. So the Fifth Amendment 
is your protection against self-incrimination because obviously we know that sometimes people were forced to confess to crimes that there was no evidence for but hey a confession that's all the evidence you need right so it just forced people to confess through torture through whatever means so the fifth amendment is meant to protect you against you know incriminating yourself so it says no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless upon presentment or indictment of a grand jury except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, militia which in actual actual service in the time of war or public danger nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy so that's the double jeopardy thing like once you've been tried put on trial and found not guilty they can't try you for the same crime again um, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself or be deprived of life liberty or property without process due process of law nor shall private property be taken for public use and that's important too the fifth amendment saying that they can't take your private property for public use without just compensation so there's a whole lot wrapped up in the fifth amendment that has been just eaten away yeah, at disregarded power. basically right. so the sixth amendment provides you a right to be informed of the charges against you um, and this is another right thing. this is part of that I think this is I was just watching this video the other day which brought up a lot of questions for me and I wanted to do my own research on it because I don't know I just just because 15 people in 15 different videos said it's true doesn't mean it is um, but they keep saying that if the police stop you and ask you for identification if you haven't committed a crime that they, they like they won't tell you what crime you've committed that you don't have to provide it to them mm-hmm. and I've seen this over and over again where you know, a cop, somebody's sitting in a parking lot getting ready to go in a store or something. This is a video I saw. Or they were leaving. They were pulling out of the parking, getting ready to leave. And the guy stops to turn out of the parking lot, and the sheriff walks over, who's off duty, by the way, but he has his clothing on. And he doesn't identify himself. He doesn't say, I'm officer so-and-so with whatever sheriff's department. He doesn't identify himself. And he tells the, the two black guys in the car, he's like, give me some ID. And he's like, why? What have we done? And he, Mm -hmm. like, won't tell him. And he's just like, we don't have to give you our ID if you don't tell us why you're stopping us. And Mm -hmm. at, like, one point he's like, are we being arrested? Are we being detained? And the guy's like, yes. And he's like, for what crime? And he, like, won't tell him. Mm -hmm. And then eventually what ends up happening is a local cop comes over and sees what's going on and tells the guy, like, no, absolutely not. You're free to go. Like, and basically shuts the fucking sheriff down and they immediately fired the sheriff. And I'm like, good. So... It varies from state to state because some states have a requirement. Now, if you're driving a vehicle, you are required to carry your ID with you. Right. So if you're the driver of the vehicle, you have to give them your driver's license. But if you're the passenger of a vehicle that is stopped, they don't have a right to ask for your identification. But if you're... But don't they have to have a reason to stop you in the first place? Well, it's like reasonable suspicion that that a crime is afoot or something like that. So like... They, and this is the problem, is that through Supreme Court cases, like if, a, if an officer oversteps their boundaries in the pursuance of their law investigating, right? Um, so let's say they want to search you and they don't have a right to search you and they search you and they found pot. Well, the exclusionary rule says, well, you didn't conduct a legal search. So guess what? When you go to court, you have zero evidence. Right, there yeah. was no pot. It doesn't exist anymore. But there's been Supreme Court cases where they have um, eroded that exclusionary rule to where they still let officers put in put in evidence things that were obtained through illegal searches. So over time, all of these things that have been meant to keep the police in check have been eaten away at. 
to where they have pretty much carte blanche uh, authority to kick your door down and raid your house and uh you know they're not held accountable for that either if they bust your door down because they had a warrant to search your house only it was oopsie it wasn't your house it was like the house next door to yours <laughs> right and they commando style raid kick your door in and terrorize you and hold you at gunpoint and kill your dog house, yeah. and whatever else and destroy your house um well oh sorry we had the wrong there's nothing they don't yeah, pay for bullshit. the damages that's nobody cleans it up bullshit. So that I mean, I really feel like, and, and there's not a lot of information compiled on how many of these raids are botched, because who's going to keep those statistics? <laughs> I just remembered this meme that I saw where it was like, it shows like this this uh, they're not um, they're 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 technically pistols. They're technically not like assault rifles. They're they're basically like um, it, it's a very strange. Doug has one. It's not like an AR. It's actually just technically a pistol, but it has, it's in a, one of those, um, like a butt, like a body. Yeah. It's in like a body or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but the barrels on them have to be a very specific, like they have the regulations on the barrels, right? So the meme was like, when the barrel on your gun is 0.5 centimeters longer than it should be. And it's like this guy beating on the door and he's got an ATF hat on. It says, where's your dog? (laughs) Right. I mean, like, let me. It's so sad. Joey didn't like, get it. I was like, I mean, it's so sad that you know people's dog? you know dogs are like routinely shot by police. Well, holy shit, not just dogs, but like people. family members. Yeah. Right. I mean, oh my god, what was that case you showed me the other day? I just shared it on Facebook. I was reading about it of the baby. Yeah, the nineteen-month-old baby. They that- fucking threw a flashbang or tear gas or something in the house, and it landed in the baby crib and just oh my god the damage done to this little baby survived but did have um pretty horrific injuries i saw the pictures it was fucking god awful i mean it's a miracle in itself that babies are born completely healthy with no issues and then just for something like that to happen i just i just so that baby's name was apologized yeah yeah, they called him like boo boo or something they called him boo boo because he's they were i believe indian but his name was bon bon b-o-u-n-k-h-a-m and the last name is P-H-O-N-S-A-V-A-N-H. Yeah, I have no idea. How to, I'm not familiar with. Fonsavan. But anyways, if you look that up the way I spelled it, you will find a ton of stories because this was in the news too. If you just look up um, uh, flashbang baby crib, it comes up because yes, that's how right. I found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened in that case was um, they had an undercover officer do a controlled buy of i believe methamphetamine it was 50 dollars worth from an individual who had been who had stayed at that residence and the informant claimed that that was the residence at which he bought the the 50 dollars worth of meth or whatever so the officer in charge which was a female um officer um who was in charge of the raid she made false statements in the petition for the warrant for to uh to raid this property and she said that she had uh, surveilled the property for several days and seen all of these comings and goings. Of she people. said something else, too, about a confidential informant or something giving her information, and then they found out that was a total fucking yeah, she, lie. Yeah, she lied. She lied to get this, this search warrant. They initiated the warrant at night, and also, they, if she had been surveilling the property, she would have known that there was all these cho- toys in the yard. There's pictures of these people's house, and there were all these child toys. This is in Georgia, by the way. Yeah. Um, and her, I forget her name, was, uh, 
Here's just the quick uh, CNN story about it that I read. Um, because, by the way, no no charges, no indictments were no, brought. She was she was completely for the Georgia the SWAT team mm-hmm. that burned that baby with a stun grenade. Um, let's see. It was something about let's see the incident which severely injured a one year old child occurred occurred in May when the Habersham County Special Response Team conducted a drug raid. The grand jury began hearing the case last month. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to find her name. I don't know. But the, they were looking for the guy's, like, nephew or something. Like, uh-huh. he didn't even live there. Uh-huh. Like, this family had nothing to do with it. Their only crime was that they had a family member that may or may not have been involved in drug activity. And their fucking baby got maimed mutilated mm-hmm. by a fucking flashbang this is the kind of shit man if this if this kind of shit doesn't make people want police reform i'm like i, I just again I, I don't fucking know what the, do you I mean the uh law enforcement officer that lied's name was nikki n-i-k-k-i autry a-u-t-r-y and they did they opted not to indict her even though she lied to get the warrant to conduct that raid which is total bullshit um and you know like i said if you look into this you'll find all of these almost like horrifying stories of people who were raided based on false information or they had the wrong house or and what happens is just like in the case of Brianna Taylor you know when they go commando style and kick your fucking door in at 1 a.m. her boyfriend thought they were being robbed or invaded so he gets his handgun out to defend his home the, the absolute reason the castle doctrine exists so he pulls a firearm out and and they just unload and end up killing her and the person they were trying to arrest in that with that warrant was already in police custom custody which makes the tragedy even that much more disgusting that they didn't even know what the left hand the right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing and they killed a woman because they didn't do their homework and and you know when these warrants are issued it used to be okay well so let let me go back to the beginning because how we get to these no-knock warrants so um just for the record too this is not the first time that police have done shit like this i was just reading about how they actually decided to um overturn the drug convictions in indiana of after an incident happened where a swat team busted in a house over a tip that there had been marijuana and cocaine and a handgun. I mean, we're not talking like mass weapons. We're talking a little bit of coke, marijuana, and one handgun. They they got to do this raid. And when they threw the they kicked the door in and threw the flashbang in, it landed right next to a nine month old baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is not the fuck. These are these are not isolated incidences. No. This shit happens all the fucking it time. Does. And, you know, and like I said, these are the ones that we find out about. There was one on video, too, where the guy was sleeping on his couch and they kicked the door in and uh, just fucking raid his house. And the the dude was totally innocent. He had nothing. Well, and there's a reason why you don't we don't have all these videos. This guy had home security footage. That's how his got released because they there's no way they're releasing that footage. So back in, I think it was 1971 when Nixon started his big drug war because he was the first drug warrior. Um and he promised to crack down on all these uh, subversive hippie communist, you know, pot smoking drug fucking people. Like he like was absolutely hated the counterculture, hated hippies, 
and unfortunately america was you know pretty um you know discriminatory at that time like right. you it, it was it, vietnam kind of divided the country but really the hippie subculture was like still at that time considered like a small subculture and it was demonized right so like you could be the most peaceful hippie in the world but you were just you were one of those long-haired you know subversives you were a long hair yeah so anyways nixon goes on his he wanted to actually enlist the federal government to just go in police style like the federal government like and the dea got created out of that because there wasn't a federal drug enforcement agency like it didn't exist so it's been like this dream of these totalitarian republicans to have like this federal military fucking government to go in and just bust your fucking door down and like drugs gave them the the impetus like the reason to convince america so what i said in the beginning about all of this started with us because basically a bunch of scared white people conservative white people voted for a tough on drugs tough on crime president and they wanted results and they didn't care to get they just go ahead do whatever you got to do bring the military in soldiers kicking people's doors fuck yeah because you know what i'm not a druggie i'm not a hippie so fuck those people they got drugs fuck them so that kind of like as long as it's the other person who's being fucked with you're okay with it i know you see that all the time too like when you see these videos of like old white women they're karens or whatever you want to call them when they are the ones that get in trouble, like there's videos that come out where it's like, oh, I'm calling the cops on this person for doing something I don't like. And then the cops show up and like arrest them. And they're like, no, no, no. And it's like, yeah, no, fuck you. That's not how it works. Like, I mean, they think like suddenly that they are immune. Right. And like, so the history, like a lot of the history of policing is like, okay, so we're only fucking with black people. You know, right. so white people are like, nah, that's not, you know, that's kind of bad. You know, I was like, thinking it's not a, me. A really good example was that another fucking blatant oversight because they don't teach black, teach black history in um, any fucking history classes around here. And as, as from what I've been seeing, apparently a lot of the United States, they don't do that. But um, I can definitely confirm that they didn't teach us a lot or if anything about black history when I was in school. So I watched this film because Hulu has a really big section of uh, black films right now. So I've been watching a lot of them. And I was learning about the Greensboro Four from Mm -hmm. Greensboro, South Carolina or North Carolina. And I was like, damn, I can't believe I never heard about this shit before. But that was in 1960. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about the one cop that came in when they were sitting there and was just like, yeah, I just love to fucking beat the piss out of you, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. just wanted to fucking beat him to death for, for sitting at a diner. Mm-hmm. because they're supposed to be segregated. And I'm like, you think about that. That was 60 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So if that cop that said that to the guy was like 20 years old, that would make him like 80 now, okay? Mm-hmm. So he's clearly not a cop anymore. But police forces are one of those careers, like doctors and lawyers, where a lot of people follow in the footsteps of their parent sure. to become that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how many cops from that period of time they were on duty and just hated black people aren't cops now but have sons that are right i mean and it's like not saying that if your parents are flaming racist there's 100 percent that you will be Mm -hmm. but we see that shit all the fucking time so i'm just like how do you deny shit like that i mean we're talking about that wasn't even that long ago right people act like slavery's been over so everything's hunky-dory and i'm just like dude it was still in the 1960s they were literally dragging black people out in the street and sticking dogs on them for just wanting to eat at a fucking diner right like a normal human so and and we were talking um earlier this week about how you know i knew that the after the civil war 
that there was this culture in the South that they wanted the children to be proud of their Confederate grandfather soldiers and, you know, to maintain this pride in the South. And, and we talk about that with the, the Confederate flag and all these things. So, you know, we allowed this festering subculture in the South where, you know, basically they patted themselves on the back and said, you know what, it was really a good try. And they continued to oppress people of color for, you know, decades and decades and decades. And we kind of were like, well, you know, it's the South. Like, we didn't put the fucking hammer down on that shit. We right. didn't the, say... The best analogy everybody always says for that is, like, did you see Germany allowing that with Nazis after that shit was over? Nah. They were just like, no fucking way. If we see anybody congregate in a Nazi fashion, we're going to bust that shit up. So... I don't know. Yeah, we let the South get out of control. So when people praise Abraham Lincoln, I'm like, fuck Abraham Lincoln. Because he's the well, one who fucking let that shit get out of but control. But there was a... Quit there being was, a pussy well, and trying to end the war. Just fucking stomp the South out and we wouldn't have this problem. Like, Well, oh, we stomped the South out, but then... Barely. In the, in the effort of trying to not have the Civil War happen again, like right after we won, um, we tried to do too much uh, coddling. In my opinion. Yeah, we should have just been like, suck the fuck up or we're going to come down there and beat your Dixie asses again. So, and there was actually an organization, I think it was called the Daughters of the Confederacy, but a lot of these Civil War statues, the vast majority of them that were put up, were put up like in the 1920s and 30s when, and it was basically like a, um, they were fighting back against people trying to exercise their rights black people trying to exercise their rights it it inflamed them so much that they wanted to go around and erect these monuments to confederate soldiers to basically be like in the face of people down there like guess what we ain't forgetting about it and they actually edited the textbooks like i knew that there was this false narrative that the south in the south that the civil war was about states rights but i didn't yeah they left off the end parts it was about states rights to own other people. They just left, they left that part off. Right. And it really was, had nothing to do with stage rights. Yeah, that's what I always tell people too. I'm like, if you have so much history, because their go-to thing is that you need to get educated. You don't know what it was really about. You you don't know what the flag represents. You need to get it. You need to get education. I'm like, really? Because my education tells me that if it wasn't about slavery, then why did y'all make black codes? (laughs) Right. And and continue to be segregationist. But anyway, so this group actually hired people to write the textbooks to indoctrinate generations of young people coming up in the south about their southern heritage so when people start screaming and going ape shit about the confederate flag and how it represents their southern heritage those bitches were the ones they were elite southern bell from rich families that probably own plantations that 100 percent were racist and they they wanted to continue that so they did all these things with the monuments and the celebration of southern history and southern pride that's what it was about people yeah y'all should be ashamed period and you know what (laughs) and i really think too like that the people brought up under that indoctrination you know i can almost go well i was raised in a family that was pretty damn racist okay but over time you have to you know, with your with exposure to other things, and you realize, like, oh my God, there's like so much racism, and like I've been affected by those biases, and things like that. So, if I lived in the South, if I had the unfortunate, because I'm kind of proud, West Virginia broke off, 
oh dude i am too I am but kind of proud that's about that. that's what i tell people all the time you see people flying confederate flags here and i was like what are you doing down up here man get back where you belong in the south if you want to fly <laughs> that goddamn flag get the fuck out of my state because we're the north yeah you lost there's people in michigan that fly the confederate flags they don't Fucking obviously dumb shit but anyway so if you're so proud of I, the south get your ass back there but if i were if i were a person who was born and raised in, in the South, and I was brought up to think that, and I was brought up to be proud of my, quote, Southern heritage. I would say to myself, you know what? I would rather be proud that I'm going to be a new generation of Southerner who's going to reinvent Southern identity. We're going to call ourselves the progressive Southerners or progressive, like, call yourself something that you can actually be the people that start to reject that and start to move forward and go down in history as okay yeah that was part of our history but this is the point where we turned it around but like that would be so much find, more to be proud of than you can't find anything else clinging to, be proud to the of. past you know I, mean, what I mean in west virginia you know what people all the time say about west virginia first of all the john denver song We're like famous <laughs> for that shit country roads yeah and fucking pepperoni rolls hell yeah shit got made here <laughs> That's what people are proud of around here. It's like, okay, so can can y'all in the South find literally anything else? The labor wars. <laughs> oh, yeah, labor wars. Labor That's a big wars. thing. Yeah, actually not being funny, West Virginia does have a really um, rich history of, you know, unions. They're actually and, pretty progressive around yeah, here back yeah. then. They were back then. That's why I say I don't understand how West Virginia became so conservative dominated because, I mean, we're literally the birthplace of unions. Like, what the fuck? How did it, I don't know how it changed so fast, but. Well, remember what propaganda. I said That's in the beginning how. is that, you know, there's always the people that are in charge, the elites that get to determine who's the good guys, who's the bad guys, who's the, you know, what's the norm and who are the undesirables. So when the labor movement in West Virginia started rising up and people started demanding rights, the government took the side of the elites and the corporations and suppressed the workers. So we became the undesirables of society as Hillary liked to call the, you know... Deplorables, Deplorables. Yeah. Fucking bitch. And that kind of an attitude got projected at West Virginia, and I think that had a big point of turning us to, you know, whenever people in the lower classes, especially, like, white people in the lower classes that are put down, have this mythology in their head that because their skin is white, that they can somehow, through hard work, elevate themselves to become like the, like the Donald Trumps of the world. No, you fucking can't. Dumbasses. You're fucking poor white people, and you're never going... That's just a bullshit lie they tell you to make you not like people of color because they don't want people of color and poor white folks getting together because every time that happens, it's disaster for elites. Right. Absolute fucking disaster for elites. Every time people of color and poor white people get together, it's disaster for elites. Yeah, and, and it's they like, listen that. to me. Listen to me, poor white people, because y'all are my <laughs> people. So let me just... If you organize, we can make changes. Going home, pissed off your trailer and punching hole in your panel board, ain't making no change. And hanging your Confederate flag over the hole. <laughs> yeah, come on now. You can't be hanging up the fucking American flag, the Confederate flag, and the don't tread on me flag all in your house. Because you're a goddamn walking contradiction. You know, the don't tread on what me. What in the fucking 24 pack of bush light is this? When the. <laughs> It is natty light, man. No, it could be bush light. Depends on what type of white trailer trash you are. There's a natty light in the bush light. I don't know if there's a war there or not. But So, okay. So the 14th Amendment gives us the right to due process. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States 
and the state wherein they reside, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. So basically, this made the states adhere to the Constitution. So you, yes, you have states' rights, but you can't make a law that's going to violate people's rights under the Constitution. Because that's kind of what the southern states like want to, wanted to do for a long time. And basically, we had to send a federal government in there to basically let people go to school. Like, that's how sad it was, you know? Did you see, too, we're talking about the removal of these statues recently. Um, I fucking love millennials because they're like, yeah, let's tear down these Civil War statues. And who can we put here? Let's put a statue of Dolly Parton. And I'm like, I love it. And, like, there, there's a petition right now. Yeah, the to, Great Unifier. <laughs> it's fucking, I don't know. It's just fucking, I don't know. But uh, they they try, they have a petition right now online that tons of people are signing. It was on the news that they want to change the name of Columbus, Ohio, to Flavortown to honor Guy Fieri. <laughs> That's, um... I love it. I love it. Just come back. Because I just feel like at this point, the fact that so many people want to hold on to history that they learned wrong, and it's total fucking bullshit. It represents nothing but, like, awful things, and they're mm-hmm. fighting to keep that shit. That makes about as much sense as a Dolly Parton statue or renaming the town fucking Flavortown. That's how much sense it makes. Right. So, fuck it. Let's, let's just make it ridiculous. But I think that statues and icons do give people like because i don't know i was in bridgeport and went by the fountain and there was a name on the fountain and i looked it up because i didn't know who that person was so i think when you put names and statues out there it does make people curious you know why is a bridge named after somebody why is this named after somebody i mean personally i mean i sometimes get curious and look this shit up and i really just think like we need to you know put the that era of the civil war in museums and really teach accurate history and i really am surprised that cnn you know, they got their whole propaganda thing, too. But, I, I, you know, some of the news anchors have been like, I didn't know even what Juneteenth was because, you know, we were never taught that in school. And, you know, you have we weren't taught educated that either, but... people telling you, I've been to college and, like, I literally don't know anything about this. Like, why is that? Why do you know? What was that one you read me about? You know about this, but you don't know about that. It was on your phone. I don't know if it was a... Oh, yeah, yeah. They were talking about, you know, it's... It's... Uh, it's no coincidence that they taught you about uh, Helen Keller, but not W.E.B. Du Bois. Yeah. And that they taught you about the Civil War, but they don't tell you that over 80 times in the articles of... Uh, the Confederacy. Th- yeah, that it mentioned slavery 80 times. And mm-hmm. it was like, it was a whole... Yeah, let me see if I can find the, the list. Yeah, so um, while you're doing that, I'll go back to this timeline here. So... Um, the Founding Fathers threw off the top-down style monarchy, monarchical and arbitrary rule for democracy and rule of law. Even though the English had their own struggles, and I have wrote here, see the Magna Carta, because... Um, you know what disgusts me that I just looked up? Why the fuck is there no statues of Mother Jones in West Virginia? We gotta do that. This is bullshit. Yeah, we gotta make that happen. Yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, so... Uh, the Magna Carta, which was basically, in English law, their attempts to give citizens rights while they had a monarch. And what's funny is people think, well, like, if you have a king, right, the king has the absolute rule, and if you oppose the king, like, he'll just, you know, kill you, right? 
well, that was true, but basically these land, wealthy landowners figured out, like, wait a second, like, how does the king fight all these wars? Like, the British were fighting with the French, you know, and fighting with other, like, English kings, fought with other English kings back when they were these little kingdoms. So, like, where did they get the money and the people to fight those wars? Well, taxes and conscription. They basically would just draft people to fight these wars. Well, if you're really an unpopular king and you're basically just like, fuck all you like specks of dirt that are my subjects, those specks of dirt will get together and put a big fucking piece of mud in your eye because you're one man and basically they have numbers on their side. So there's always been that feeling like the number of the masses can keep even a king in check if the masses work together and demand certain things. Like there's no choice. I mean, stop and think about how much power we have as human beings, if we just say we're not going to fight in wars, and like to end wars against other countries that are unjust wars, all we'd have to do is say like no one's going to sign up for the military, and if you draft us, we won't fucking go because we don't believe in your wars anymore. Like we could literally stop that from happening if we collectively do that. Yeah, which was I was going to say the next next week. Um, I'd really like to dive into the absolute fucking tragedy. Um, in Yemen and how the U.S. is absolutely 100% supportive and complicit in that because even after 9-11, you know, and we have so much Islamophobia in this country and we hate anyone that looks Middle Eastern at all, um, we never talk about how, and even all these travel bans and shit, it never includes Saudi Arabia, who supposedly the men that were on that plane, if you believe it was an actual terrorist attack, were Saudi Arabian. Mm-hmm. So it's like it really doesn't make any sense that we're still buddy buddy with the Saudis and then we punish everyone else who had literally nothing to do with it. They're just like from that section of the world, so fuck them, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, still to this day, we like you know love Saudi Arabia and mm-hmm. they're fucking destroying Yemen and like so much of their population is literally just starving to death. Well, women that just and children. All, that I just mean, all goes that all goes back to oil there because you know uh, after World War One, there was a realization that. All of our military equipment depends on oil. You know, if the oil-rich countries pulled the plug out from under us, we literally couldn't fight a war if we wanted to. So, you know, we kind of teamed up with the Saudis and OPEC and that to kind of make sure that whenever we needed oil, we could have it. So, like, now we do have domestic oil reserves and we have oil production here. But it's as long-standing, like... Not only do we want to make sure we always have enough oil, but we want to make sure other countries who might want to fight us don't have access to the oil. So it's not just about us having enough. It's about depriving other countries from having what they need if they want to basically maintain their independence and not, you know, like what we do with Venezuela, all the oil embargo and not letting them sell their oil. It's all about just having a grip on and controlling everything. I mean, people talk about being afraid of a one world government well sometimes if you look at the way the united states uses like its power over these other smaller countries to basically blockade other countries to keep them from trade we send them into poverty yeah, we're like the dictator of the world pretty much like we don't allow other countries just to do their free trade and then like deal with it we we, we literally want to control every country who's running it and make sure that that person is going to do what we want them to do and it's just gotten so bad you know, to where... But that's what... I want to get into that. I want to get into all of that next week. Um, so that's a little bit about what I want to talk yeah. about. But um, I found that post. Okay. And it says, It's no accident that you learned about Helen Keller instead of W.E.B. Du Bois 
You learned about Watts and L.A. riots, but not Tulsa or Wilmington. You learned that George Washington's dentures were made from wood rather than the teeth from his slaves. You learned about black ghettos, but not about Black Wall Street. You learned about the New Deal, but not redlining. You learned about Tommy Smith's fist in the air at the 1968 Olympics, but not that he was sent home the next day and stripped of his medals. You learned about black crime, but white criminals were never lumped together and discussed in terms of their race. You learned about states' rights as the, civil, as the cause of the Civil War, but not that slavery was mentioned 80 times in the Articles of Secession. Privileges having history rewritten so that you don't have to acknowledge uncomfortable facts. Racism is perpetuated by people who refuse to learn or acknowledge this reality. You have a choice. And I'm like, yeah. damn, that's yeah. some real shit, dude. Yep. And you know, now that we have the internet, there's no excuse. We have the internet, YouTube, like you can, and I mean, there's a lot of bullshit on the internet. Okay, that being said, you know, if you look up 10 sources and you look at, you can find original documents on things. If you don't believe, like if I'm telling you like what's in the constitution, like obviously you can go look up the original document and read it for yourself. There's, there's, people can go and find the primary sources of information in history I mean, aside from doing your own archaeological dig, like, you can find the truth if you look for it. And the most important thing I think people need to learn is it's okay to admit that you were taught wrong or that you didn't know. It's fine. Like, and you're allowed to change your opinion. I mean, as much as, as much as I do make, you know, jokes and comments to about, you know, people being white trash and being Trump supporters and this and that shit, I feel like I make those jokes because I'm, I'm literally like white fucking trash and... Like, it, it just confuses me. It's like a walking contradiction. But in reality, I do know a lot of those people, and I can have these conversations with them. And it's like, I understand where your support from this and this comes from, but it's here's, here's why it's misguided. And I can have real conversations with these people, which is important. But I feel like a big thing that constantly holds people back is that they're just afraid to admit they were wrong. Oh. So I'm like, I'm not going to ever judge you. I admit I'm wrong all the fucking time, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to create a culture where it is okay to fucking learn and and admit your mistakes for real you know yeah so okay um we were talking about the people basically demanding you know the king abide by the law demanding rule of law so the founding father started out from that perspective that the people should be deciding what happens and that the only purpose of government (laughs) as outlined in the Declaration of Independence, that governments are instituted among men, you know, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, and that the only point of it is to secure their rights. So that's the only purpose of government, is to make sure, like, we are the government. We have a right to self-rule. So when we elect people to represent us, they don't have the right to take our rights away. Like, that's not a right that we give them. We elect them to enforce our rights. And I feel like over time, politicians and, you know, the the interests of the elites has completely just sucked away the rights of every average everyday people. Um, You know, because all people in society are not equal in their power and access to government. So, um, you know, there's the haves, there's the have-nots. And uh, the people that have money and property are all, have always been the people that have been able to kind of manipulate government uh, in, their, in their way. And I feel like the propaganda that's being disseminated widely in places like Facebook is meant to keep the masses basically ignorant and emotionally charged 
so they don't wake up and realize like listen yesterday they kicked in somebody's door that you were okay with the government kicking in that person's door but honest to god like if you guys start looking up these no-knock raids and how fucked up the information is that they get these warrants for you could be laying in your bed at night completely innocent of anything and some SWAT team could kick your fucking door in shoot your dog in the face terrorize your family you will feel like you destroy been your property home invaded um abuse you beat you up and then be like oh sorry got the wrong house and the court will not do a damn thing to them they won't be held accountable for the inaccurate information as we've seen in the case of the 19 month old i mean how much more egregious can you get than that and she, that lady was not held accountable for that for that fake warrant she got um so i would just really urge everybody to uh, stop was it a fake warrant or was it a real warrant but based off fake information it was a real warrant it was based off false information That's what I thought. okay but there have been other times where um you know law enforcement and, and there's many many outlined in this book uh rise of the warrior cop if if you if you can read it where they didn't have warrants they literally just went into these places with no warrants and, and it's shocking that the courts refuse to hold police officers accountable because they say well if we start second guessing them then they can't do their job really is their job to go and kick in people's doors and kill them and hurt them and shoot their animals is that their fucking job so i guess they fucked up yeah yeah they need to do their job but if they literally have no consequences to doing a shitty job what happens is what's happening now where people are more afraid of what the po the power the police have to do to them than they are afraid of criminals right exactly yeah i know that's when they say when cops are people are like oh what if all the cops just quit over this and blah 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 and i was like at this point i'm generally thinking that yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily know that in a lot of areas that's going to be a huge problem. Um, I mean, because it's not like we're a country of people who don't own weapons of our own. And I don't know. I just, in, in areas like this, I don't think the cops are bad here. So it's like, you know, kind of skewed for me. But in areas where it is, there is a lot of Super police corrupt. brutality. It's just like, they're yeah, why? They're not fucking scared. Yeah. They're not fucking scared. What's crazy is he wrote this book. At least the guy that attacks them as a stranger, they can get some kind of street justice back for. They can't even go back after the cops. So, like, yeah, they're probably mm -hmm. just, like, done with them completely. When he wrote this book, he actually brings up the Minnesota Police Department and some corrupt shit. That oh, they've always there. been corrupt, man. They've got a history of being And corrupt. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this book could have been written, like, this year because of the stuff in it is, like, so spot on. But, um, you know, we were talking about labels earlier and who gets to decide, like, who's the good guys and the bad guys. You know, like labor movements and all these pro-democracy people are called communists, socialists, anarchists. And then you got like the top-down people who are the entrepreneurs, the visionaries, the leaders, you know. Um, and that's really important because if you, if, if the upper class decides who the, who the undesirables are, basically, they determine also who are the worthy victims. And Noam Chomsky talks about this in uh, his book, Manufacturing Consent, where he says that basically if society decides that you're like an undesirable person, like the hippies or minorities or whatever, then whatever happens to you, it's fine. It's fine because you're, you're, a, you're not a worthy victim. You're a victim, but you're not worthy of our empathy and our care. But if you're 
an upper class person and something happens to you, oh my God, like you're a worthy victim. Like we should feel bad for you. Right. Yeah, exactly. I know Jermaine actually just sent me this uh, stand up. I, for- I forget what the comedian's name is now. Uh, I'll have to ask him, but he sends me this stand up and I watched a clip of it and this, this black comedian, he's like talking about this white lady in the front row. And he's like, that is a fine white wimp woman, blah, 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 blah. And he's going on and on. But eventually he like, he's like, you, you base the worth of your woman off of whether or not they'd look for if, if she went missing. Like, he's like, that white girl, oh, they'd be looking for her. She's like, he's like, this black girl over here, nah, they ain't, they ain't looking for you, honey. They ain't looking for you. And I'm just like, that's so fucking awful. But like, he's not wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Because they, it, do, it doesn't matter what the situations are. They're going to look for the white girl. You know what I mean? It's so fucked up, but it's like it's it's sad that we like make jokes about it, and it's like I get it. That's the point. You have you have to fucking make jokes about this horrible shit and laugh about it, even to bring attention to it. Um, but well, how many covers of magazines did John Benet Ramsey like? Oh, and she wasn't even missing for years. She wasn't even missing. They they had her dead body. It was just who killed her. That's yeah. the big mystery. Like, and her family was extremely wealthy. Yeah, exactly. You know, she had, they had all this video of her and her dance class. And she was a beautiful little child and this horrible, that she, her life was taken. But if she was a little girl of color, like you would not have, nobody would have They just arrested everybody in the house. I and mean, then like they all group. It must her. have been you. Yeah, it yeah, was you. I mean. And put them in jail. That's what would happen. And it's just, it's a Madeline McCann. There's another one that, you know, these wealthy parents, they were doctors. They went over to have some kind of a That's what that comedian was talking vacation about. thing. And they, they left the children in the room unattended while they went out to dinner and drinks. And they came back and the little girl was gone. And, uh, you know, it's, it's years and years and years later. The police are still investigating this. It's still in the news. And like I said, it is tragic. Tragic, and any child that's, that's taken, it's, it's, it rips my heart out. But it, but it is sad that you know there's not the same publicity given to people of all colors and genders transgender yeah for sure and social economic statuses has a lot to do with it um but interestingly enough one of the cases in that book and i think i mentioned this last week but i want to bring it up again so um this happened in 2008 a swat team from prince george's county maryland conducted a raid at the home of the berwin heights resident shay calvo now what happened in this case was they had some drug activity and what these drug traffickers were doing they were mailing packages to random people's houses and they would tell their runners to go to the house when the package was delivered and pick it up so the person they were mailing it to had no idea and this actually happened to your brother he got a package a random ass package in the mail and he opened it and it had like gummies in it and some like weird shit or like edibles well, he didn't even know for sure if there was drugs in it, but it was like weird. The pack it was just fucking weird, and he knew he didn't had he had nothing to do with it. So he called the police and told them about it. So I'm guessing the gummies probably had some kind of drug in it or whatever. But he just turned it over to police. Yeah, they're probably edibles. But but probably the point edibles. is like so the cops knew that some of these packages were being delivered to people that had nothing to do with these drug dealers. So this one package got, was at the post office, and they intercepted the package. The police delivered it to the residents. So the guy comes home, the Shavo comes home from, from work and picks the package up, takes it in his house, um, goes upstairs to change his clothes. And while he's upstairs in his bedroom, um, he hears his mother-in-law scream, this blood-curdling scream. Before he can even do anything, the door's kicked in. He hears gunshots. So he runs downstairs. Uh, they, he yells, I'm up here, I'm up here, because he thinks he's being home invaded. And he, and he doesn't want them. He's like, don't shoot, don't shoot. So he comes downstairs, they handcuffed him, threw him on the floor, 
they had his mother-in-law uh, bound and she was face down on the floor and they were screaming at her where where are where is it where is it and she like she just said I look in the basement because she didn't even know what they were fucking talking about they didn't tell who they were so um they had shot and killed his two dogs shot one of them right in the face um chased the other one down and shot it uh so why do they love killing dogs well part of the when i read about this phenomenon of dog shooting um an officer said well probably what happened was an officer shot a dog under questionable circumstances and it was nothing was done about it so evolved from there to well we're not gonna be held accountable for this and police officers believe that they are they have to 100 percent control the environment and i know this from training that i received that yeah, but it's a fucking dog who doesn't love dogs like what the fuck well, is what in the actual fuck is wrong with your soul but whenever you're trained to go into an environment where you're told that being emotional is a is a is a uh, a liability so if you go into an environment and you think that a person looks like somebody who wouldn't hurt you that person could kill you so you can't make the normal judgments that a normal human being would make when it's a potential life-threatening situation you have to be very have situational awareness and realize that any person no matter what they look like could be a threat to you and you have to but the, you don't have to overreact to it yes you have to have situational awareness and yes you have to be aware that if somebody puts their hands in their pockets they could have a weapon but you don't have to be so like like hyped up like aggressive about it so basically what they're saying is that when you go into an environment you kick a door in there's lots of excitement there's lots of chaos sometimes dogs will get very amped up obviously you're invading their home a lot of dogs are protective so they've just decided since there's no consequence the easiest way to eliminate that thing that they got to worry about is just to kill the dogs so it happens a lot so they killed his dogs and then what so at that point he was still trying to ask them who they were or what they wanted or whatever because he thinks he's being robbed still because they were in all this commando black um they held him for four hours terrorized him for four hours in his own home he told him he didn't know what the hell the package was he didn't know what they were talking about had no idea but they were convinced that you know he was lying so he told him he was the mayor of the town which he was wow so his wife comes home of course they haven't been able to get to a phone they haven't been allowed to make a phone call they haven't they he asked about a warrant and they said it's on the way like they didn't you know because once he realized they were law enforcement he asked him do you have a warrant and they were like yeah it's on it's en route is what they told him so his wife comes home to find all these flashing cars in front of the house and she of course calls the local police which the sheriff's department who conducted this raid was supposed to always notify the city if they were coming in to do a raid in the city which they did not do so when the city police officer showed up or chief showed up they said yeah this guy in here's trying to tell us he's the mayor of the town he's like he is the mayor of the town so long story short um the only thing they found in the home that was drug related was a package they fucking delivered and so they left wow and um i hope they sue them in civil court they did try to sue them and it didn't go anywhere of course it doesn't this is why people hate fucking cops i'm just saying and because this is the thing that gets me you know they're talking about all these police supposedly in atlanta standing up and walking out and not coming into work and i'm just like oh convenient that y'all can do that now but when shit like this goes on you don't do it then 
If you're really trying to protect the citizens, you think when shit like this happened and cases like that get dropped and swept under the rug when it's blatant, that they would take their badges off then and be like, we refuse to be a part of a system that doesn't hold these people accountable. But they don't walk out there. Well, they don't have to because if you're the kind of person that raises serious objections to anything you see that's an abuse of power, they'll get rid of you. Oh, right. For sure. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, how can you... How can any cop be like, well, there's good cops. And I'll be like, then they would have quit by now or been weeded out. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm having a hard time believing that mentality more, especially all these people in fucking Atlanta that are just walking off the job. And I'm just like, it's very convenient to me that you guys are willing to stand together and walk off mm-hmm. the job now. Well, one thing that they do is they, they create the us versus them mentality where, you know, and, and that's why I say Democrats have been just as much to blame for this whole escalation of police militarism as, de- as Republicans, because... You know, when the Republicans are like, oh, we want to be tough on drugs, the war on drugs and all this. If Democrats tried to resist in any way, shape or form, the Republicans said, oh, you see how it is? These liberals want to protect criminals. So they made it like an us versus them, which is why people like Joe Biden create omnibus crime bills that basically take away your rights the same as Republicans do because they don't look like they're soft on crime. It's like, let's stop thinking of it in terms of the criminals versus the innocent people because when you're being arrested you're not fucking convicted yet right you're not a criminal the moment you're arrested yeah, you're I not saw a this criminal guy, yet. i saw this post the other day that was just like hey uh just as a reminder police aren't supposed to kill guilty people either and i was like oh yeah right shut the fuck up there's no explanation for this bullshit well, the whole explanation is the lack of accountability. Because you know yourself that you work with that guy that knows the boss ain't going to come in till Monday. And you come in to relieve him off the shift and ain't shit been done. Because no one's going to know. Because he knows you're going to come in and do it. So the boss ain't going to never know that when he was on his shift and he knew you were coming in and you were going to clean up after him. So there's no accountability. And the officers that do want to raise objections about these things, even when citizens sue civilly, it's like the courts are so pussy whipped into thinking that if the minute that they try to hold one officer accountable for the most egregious fucking thing, that all of a sudden no police are going to be able to do their job now and it's going to be on your head because nobody's going to be able to fight yeah, they're these trying to, They're basically acting like fucking terrorists. Right. And, and it's some, like, we're not going to be held hostage by you because you don't want to provide a service without having unlimited, unchecked power. Like, fuck you. Right. So, um, basically, I have a, I'm going to put this document on our um, drive, and I'll put a link to it in the, on our Twitter. But it has just basically um, about 10 different cases where the police went in and raided. And like I said, this started back in the Nixon administration, and then everybody knows about... Reagan and his war on drugs, he became, he wanted it more federalized, more control, you know, he wanted more of the, the, the actual military involved uh, as far as sharing information, as far as working with, um, you know, the local police. And now we just saw what was yesterday, was it yesterday that Moundsville got their Oh, yeah, tank? a local <laughs> a local city got it, uh, what are they, the MARP, Mem- MRAB? Yeah, MRAB, yeah, something like that. It's a big fucking militarized vehicle or whatever, and they're like, oh, it was given to us. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that the fucking uh, upkeep's free, too, you know, and everything involved in training someone to use it. And the actual fuck do they need that for? It's cool. I mean, you know. I mean, what do they need it for? Your your textbooks are probably still from, like, 1970, (laughs) but it's fine. Now, wait a second. You said it was free? 
they thought, claim that they I do, thought nothing was free oh yeah don't they tell us when we say that we want free college tuition and free health care nothing's free nothing's free you fucking socialist you fucking communist nothing's free oh but an MRAP they're just they're just free they're just fucking falling off trees that randomly grow in the wild apparently you just pick the shit up off the ground when it falls off the tree apparently it's fucking totally free yeah I'm trying to find the exact oh my god news post but I'm just like of course and, and, and I do, like I said, just remember this. When you're endorsing the police, when you're endorsing the absolute unchecked power, and I'm not against police. We've worked with our local police on a lot of issues. Right, yeah. You know, we, we support our police when they're, when they're conducting themselves as a support for as the community. As they should, yeah. You know, but just remember, you can't go so far as to endorse unchecked power. Because when you do... Yeah, it might be that black neighborhood that's getting a massive raid from the SWAT team, 20 houses getting raided in one day. It might be a hippie commune the next day. But what if they get the wrong address and you're at home in bed with your children sleeping oh, in their wait. beds and they kick, their, kick your fucking door in and you get your gun just to protect your home from an invader and your kids, you and your kids are fucking shot and murdered in your home, innocent, because somebody got the wrong address. And there was one more case I was going to bring up because I think I mentioned it last week too, but I want to make sure. So this older couple in New York City, they got a new computer system and they were testing it out as far as like issuing these search warrants <laughs> and they entered a random address and it was these old people's home. So their home got raided multiple times because every time they printed up the warrants for, that needed issued, their address was in there as a sample address. Wow. <laughs> And I was amazed when I read this because I'm thinking to myself, okay, how is the person who's in charge of these fucking raids not go, hey, didn't we hit that house like two weeks ago? Yeah, fucking idiots. Wait, Here's how do we uh, hit this house 16 fucking times? This is from The Independent. It says, how police in this small West Virginia town received a $1 million armored truck. <laughs> Defense Department program boosted by Donald Trump has sent billions of dollars into military equipment for law enforcement. The police department at Moundsville, West Virginia, which has a population of fewer than 9,000 people as of the latest <laughs> U.S. Census, and where violent crime is low, is one of the latest local law enforcement agencies to receive a hulking armored military vehicle from the U.S. Department of Defense. Its new Mine Resistance Ambush Protection Vehicle, or MRAP, could be used for various things. Moundsville Police Chief Tom Mitchell told the intelligence. And I like Tom Mitchell. I used to work with Tom Mitchell, and he's a very low-key, very laid-back, actually sweet kind of guy. Like, I I spent hours when he worked at the casino as, as, like, adjunct security on the weekends talking to him. He's a good he's a good guy. But I just feel like it's just a competition of the Joneses. Like, your buddy has a sports car, so then you want a sports car. Chief Mitchell, who oversees a department of 19 officers says he received the MRAP at no cost, and one reporter said the department received it for free, though that doesn't account for the thousands of dollars in maintenance, gas, and other related costs for the vehicle's upkeep, not to mention the initial cost of the vehicle's construction and purchased by the federal government in the first place at taxpayer expense. <laughs> so as they tell you, you fucking communist, for college is not free. Nothing Healthcare is free. Is not free Healthcare is not free. But MRAPs? Yeah. So, oh. Moundsville definitely needed one of those. So here's the couple. The elderly Brooklyn couple claims they're not criminals, but NYPD sure makes it look that way. Cops have raided the main park home of Walter Martin and his wife Rose at least 50 
Oh <laughs> now let me just say I hope they sue him every let me single just say time. That if you're in law enforcement, you know, I used to deal with the same people like every week, you know. They're like the frequent flyers. So like I still recognize these people when I see them get around. I'm like, oh yeah, they're so yeah, like this is why it's hard how not to make not, jokes. How do you not recognize like the officer fucking comes address? in, he clocks in, he's like, Well, time to go beat up old Walter. Raid his house, kick his door in, shoot his dog. I mean, for this real. This guy's like emptying the animal shelter because he's just getting a new dog every week. And they're Since 2002. <laughs> this poor guy. After a chorus of door-pounding calls of open up, they found they got the wrong address. Police arrived from all over, from Staten Island precincts to the Bronx, and bang on the door of the Martins, whose two-story home searching for a different suspect from alleged murderers to robbers to road cops nearly every time. I'm really worried, Rose Martin. 82 told the paper how could so many people get my address and how could the cops be coming from so many different precincts even if police don't understand why the couple's home continues to be a target we're looking to see if suspects were using the address no but what they found out was it was a computer issue because they got a new computer system and they entered these poor people's fucking address as a sample address that's what happened so sorry about you guys like thank god you didn't know the gun or you wouldn't have seen 83 bitch we'd have shot your fucking ass trying to defend your house if you had a gun I mean, the the in, the increase in the SWAT teams, though, I'll just tell you how this happened real quick. So when cops raid a drug property, they can confiscate all the property under the RICO law. So all of that money, the property, the cars, the guns, the jewelry, anything in that house, they fucking keep. So drugs... Drug raids became extremely profitable for the police. So what happens is if your department raids houses and you get property and it goes into a kitty and you make a million dollar in property seizure, you get to buy an MRAP. Why isn't the money, here's a good thing for defund the police. If they raid drug properties, legitimate drug properties, and they collect all this shit and they auction off the car and they yeah, say, you'll fund yourself. But no, but. But they are funding themselves with this ridiculous level of right. equipment. So they you don't, don't need. need our fucking taxpayer money then. So Fuck why you. don't they actually, and you don't think the politicians realize that they don't have to dole out money to police budgets because the police are funding themselves through drug raids. That money should be dispersed. How about for drug rehab? How about for anything the community needs? Yeah, it's great. Great pat on the back. You raided that drug house that was actually a drug house and you got the right fucking house for once and you actually raided it and you got like a million dollars worth of assets. That's great they for the community. They probably need all that money to pay for lawsuits for when they do want to kick somebody's door in who doesn't have anything to do with anything. One of the reforms they're trying to make is to require police officers to have malpractice insurance the same way doctors do. So that if they fuck up and you sue them, their insurance has to pay for you. So that way, if an officer has too many incidences where his insurance rates get too high, he's not an officer anymore. That would be a really good check on their power. So... I'm like so happy that we got to cover all that stuff. That was a lot of information. Yeah. And I didn't die of a heat stroke, so. How <laughs> <laughs> was that? Or get killed oh, by a wasp. Yeah. It was a yes. close call. It's a pretty fucking close call. Goddamn wasps acting like cops coming in my house unannounced. That's pretty funny because you know. Kill me. You know what wasp is the, is the acronym for? White Anglo Saxon Protestant, which is what Nixon just, that was his favorite. That was a little bit of a stretch. Waspy. Yeah. Mick, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for today. And I want to get the fuck out of this uh, oven. Steamy, 
uh, sauna of a room um, because it's West Virginia, so it's sticky, hot. It's not enjoyable at all. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.